As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. This podcast is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together for the best live on demand. Learn more at directtv.com. With me, as always, on Wednesdays, we're good friend Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? What's up, Andrew? We're almost wearing the same color. Look at us. <laughs> and the same hat. Yeah, we are wearing the same hat. Wow. 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 We're the, wow. We're I, need, I need to put my glasses on real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, yeah, get those glasses on. Okay. Let's see those there specs. There we go. Wow. We're now, I cool. feel like I'm looking at two of myself. Uh, before we get started, we're going to start doing division previews uh, every Wednesday up until the start of the season, which is really not that far away. We're not that far away from training camp and media day and all that fun stuff. Uh, but I did want to, to uh, say congratulations to Royce Young on getting hired by the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's pretty crazy to think about when you just kind of think about his journey from starting a blog back whenever the Thunder got here all the way to being hired by the team. Uh, huge congrats to him. I've, you know, Royce and I have gotten to know each other through the years, and we've worked together on obviously the OKC Dream Team and you know, it's been amazing getting to know him. He's a great person. You know, he deserves everything he's getting with uh, with the Thunder and that job. So huge congrats and a thank you to him because, you know, he's a big reason why this show has gotten to where it is because he gave us a shot to be on Daily Thunder back in the day and uh, was always supportive. And then, you know, eventually we got to work together. So um, thankful for him, thankful for you know his part in this show and you know just continued success to Royce Young and his family. So super excited for him. And now you have a mole in the organization. Can That's feed right. you information. Can't wait. I can't wait. So get ready for I'm, some crazy scoops. I'm calling every him every Wednesday. every day. Asking Give me a scoop. scoop, Royce. Give me a scoop. Where's the sc- <laughs> Oh, man. So, let's talk 
about the Central Division, Al? What, what we got yeah. first? I started with the Central Division because typically, historically, it is the most boring division. So I was like, let's get the Central Division out of the way so I don't have to think about it anymore. But I will say, you look over these teams this year, and there's some, there's some interesting stuff going on in the Central Division. So maybe it won't be as boring as I thought. Yeah. Um, there, there's, some, there's some entertaining teams here. Well, I don't know if they're entertaining, but they did some things. Yeah. So let's yeah. start off though with with an easy one. The Milwaukee Bucks won yeah. the championship. They're over under for next year fifty four and a half. Look back in twenty twenty, they went forty six and twenty six, which is an eighty two game pace of fifty two wins. So if you want to pick the over, you you want them to win about three more games than they won last season. Last year, mm-hmm. they were the fifth ranked offense, the ninth ranked defense, so top ten in both. They brought in George Hill, Grayson Allen, Semi Ojale, and Rodney Hood. And then mm-hmm. P.J. Tucker went to the Heat, and Bryn Forbes went to the Spurs. They, they brought in some theoretical guys, Andrew. You know, I feel like Semi Ojale and Rodney Hood are two classic theoretical guys. <laughs> like, you see those names, you're like, okay, okay, I can see that working. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and even George yeah, Hill, sure. I mean, I... I thought I knew who George Hill was last year, especially on the Thunder, and then he went to the Sixers, and it was kind of like, is George Hill done? Like, what? What is this? You, you kind of feel better about him going back because he was on the Bucks previously. It should be a smoother yeah. fit than it was in Philly, but it's it's an interesting exchange of players. Yeah, Grayson. I, I think Grayson Allen. I think they're is interesting. Grayson Allen helps. Grayson Allen will help. Getting Divincenzo back will help, and I think just there's a. A confidence that comes in winning the title. They come back. Like there's no worries. And you have Drew Holiday for a whole a whole another season with this team. I think I would bet the over. Like I would absolutely take the over. I don't, in fact lock it in, baby. Just go ahead and lock wow. the over in. I was gonna Bucks say team. since we're doing it for each division at a time, I was mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you, request that you make one lock per division. Yeah. So you're I'll, locking the over. This is probably this might be my this might be my only lock or the one that I'm most confident in. Yeah, I just I just think Giannis is on top of the world right now. I think this team, you know, adding scoring in Grayson Allen and if Rodney Hood can give you anything, that's great. I'm not really counting on Shemi Ojale to be much, but that's if, a good way if, to say it. there there are those guys where it's like if they can give you anything, guys. And they usually yeah. give you nothing. But if they could give you literally <laughs> anything, it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when was the last time you heard from Rodney Hood? It's been a minute. I feel like back in Portland days, before he got yeah. injured. Yeah. So hopefully he's he's healthy and can contribute. But if not, I mean, this is their rotation. is like their starting lineup, which was Holiday, DiVincenzo, Middleton, Giannis and Brooke Lopez and then their three key guys off the bench will be Connaughton, Bobby Portis, Grayson Allen and then it's of the rest of the guys you know the the nine through 13 spot or whatever it's going to be can you get one of those guys to pop can, can it be George Hill, Rodney Hood, Shemi Ojale like who can it be and if you can get one of those guys to pop then you know you're in the money. Yeah, because if you could swap Bryn Forbes' minutes with the idea of George Hill, like it's so yeah. much better because George Hill's a really good shooter as well. 
I mean, he, he's yeah. been shooting over 40% for multiple seasons. But he plays defense, unlike Bryn Forbes. I mean, that was the whole conversation in the playoffs. It's like, can you really mm-hmm. play Bryn Forbes right now? So I, I get it. And and the other argument you can make is that last year they were trying out so many things during the regular season. That was a narrative about the Bucks. You know, like this team, their record isn't as good as the previous year, but this is a better team because they're learning how to do other things because Coach Bud is branching out. So to ask them now that they're kind of like secure with themselves to only have to win three more games, it is pretty appealing. I'm not going to lock it in, though. I, I am also going over, but I'm not locking it in. Okay. Who's the NBA smart guy on this team? NBA smart guy on this team? (laughs) Is it DiVincenzo Mm. still? It might be. It might be overrating the impact of DiVincenzo coming back. Like, obviously, it's a big deal. But taking it a step further. Like, DiVincenzo, I mean, he's the the reason they're going to repeat. He's the reason they're going to repeat, Andrew. <laughs> I just remember whenever the trade didn't go through for Bogdanovich, they were like, you know what? It's okay. They've got DiVincenzo. It's like, they've got DiVincenzo. Really? That's right. Man, can you imagine if they'd gotten Bogdanovich? I can. I can imagine it. It would be good. It would have been be cool. awesome. <laughs> been really Jeez. Good. I could see Grayson Allen being an NBA smart guy. Even though I, I, you know, Grayson Allen kind of has a bad rap from everything that happened to Duke, but yeah, he he's become I mean, he's, a a functional NBA player in a way that I didn't necessarily think he would. Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of a guy, though. He he's he's, he's, he's a guy, though. That's the point. He's a guy. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. I think he'll play a lot, and I think he'll help them. Yeah, maybe I he mean, is don't a you smart feel guy. Like, then don't you feel like Semi is like? He hasn't reached guy status yet. He's still like theoretical. No, no, he's he's psycho fan status, where it's like only the psycho fans believe in Shemi at this point. And he's one of those guys that like just looks like he should be good because he's just like built. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's a monster, but okay, has not translated. We're both over on the Bucks. Over on the Bucks. Over. Yes. Hey, if you're if you're watching on YouTube, let us know in the comments if you disagree at any point. Maybe you take the under and tell us why, and maybe I'll bring it up if I remember to look back at the comments. Okay, number two, <laughs> Indiana Pacers. They're over Ooh, under okay. this year, forty two and a half. Last mm-hmm. year they were thirty four and thirty eight, an eighty two game pace of thirty nine wins. So again, you just need them to win three more games than they won last season. They were the 14th-ranked offense, 14th-ranked defense, the definition of mediocrity, and of course it is. You know, it's the Pacers, Andrew. It's your favorite team. Incoming, Chris Duarte, Isaiah Jackson, Torrey Craig, outgoing, Doug McDermott, and TJ Warren, although he didn't even play last year. But, you know, the the report came out, indefinite return, His, his foot is not healing as expected, one big change they did have, though, is that they fired first-year coach Nate Bjorkren, and they brought in Rick Carlisle. <laughs> Rick Carlisle. What an outrageous wow. upgrade. <laughs> it is. Like, how could they not win three more games with Rick Carlisle? They've got to get I mean, better. It's, it's basically yeah. the same team, unless they have plans to trade one of their big guys at some point. But they're still yeah. going into the season with Brogdon, Karis LeVert, Sabonis, Miles Turner, Goga, you know? TJ, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I think they're going to be a solid team. 
I mean, I don't think they're going to do anything crazy, but th- I think they'll be solid. I think Duarte will help them. I think Tory Craig will help them. You know, they're and the, you know the injury stuff last night, uh, last season hurt them, and then obviously the coaching debacle that was all of last year was not great. So, yeah, I think I don't know that I'd lock it in, but I would definitely give them an over as well. Just, I just think that that this will work. I think Sabonis wins games. I think Malcolm Brogdon wins games. And, you know, I think that they're going to be a middle-of-the-road Eastern Conference playoff team. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they're the sixth seed. I'm looking up. So last year, their over-under was, oh, their over-under was 39.5. Oh, but they only won 34 games. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I, I was yeah, last in year my was head for them, really brutal. In my head, I kind of think of the Pacers as a team that always exceeds expectations, just because they are from the outside so uninteresting, kind of, and mm-hmm. so people don't think of them like like when people want to rank their their eight playoff teams for the East. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, they're it's way more fun to say like the Bulls are going to make it or the Hornets are going to make it than slotting in the Pacers as like the seventh or eighth seed. Even though it's, mm-hmm. it seems way more likely that the Pacers will be like a solid playoff team than any of these other kind of lower Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I, I think they're going to be good, especially with the coaching change. I think that changes lots of things for them. So, yeah, I mean, they, they were in the play-in last year. I think they, they could end up doing better than that you know the the Knicks were 41 and 31 last year I mean I wouldn't be surprised to see them in that kind of range you know 10 games above 500 like that wouldn't shock me I just think that they've got a solid rotation and they have good you know great coaching now so and yeah if you just, I mean they they were only five games below their their um, projected win loss with Maybe one of the worst coaches in the league last year. So I think the worst coaches helps. and if you know they played seventy two games last year, the number of guys on the team who missed at least ten games, Sabonis, Brogdon, Miles Turner, Jeremy Lamb, Karis Levert, obviously that was because of a trade. He only played half the season, but you know, their entire core essentially, other than TJ McConnell and Justin Holiday, like yeah. missed significant time. Yeah, so I, I'm the going ol- over as well. Yeah, the only issue I see in their rotation is that they don't have like a like Tory Craig is their only big wing defender, and Tory Craig is not a 30 minute a night guy. So can you rely on Justin Holiday to to carry that? Like I I would say no, <laughs> I would say absolutely not. So like, what does Chris Duarte look like as a rookie? wing defender you know is Karis LeVert going to be a better defender than he's been in the past you know what does that look like because I mean when they play teams that have big scoring wings who do they put on them that's I mean to me that's one of the big question marks with them because at least TJ Warren TJ Warren's not a, a good defender but he's at least big you know Justin Holiday's not that big so that would be that's one of my big question marks with them uh NBA smart guy I think it is Chris Duarte because it, Chris it Duarte much, coming into yeah. the draft, myself included, because I'm ageist when it comes to NBA prospects, <laughs> did not like Chris Duarte solely because of the number after his name, his age. And everyone who's watched this guy for a long time, 
even the people like I mean Sam Vecini ended up having him really high. Like a lot of like really mm-hmm. smart NBA guys who take all that age stuff into account still ranked him super high, even though he's 24 yeah. years old. And so there's been a big Duarte push, and this is probably a really good team for him um, to get some playing time and to really make an impact. Yeah. Yeah, I think Brogdon is still largely a NBA smart guy. He is. He's just had so many uh, injury issues the last couple seasons. It's hard for him to like get on track. Yeah. The smart thing to say would be, if Brogdon stays healthy, they'll be fighting for home court advantage. Really? That'd be the smart thing to say? <laughs> smart guy. Like, galaxy brain guy. Man. You just think so, so much of Brogdon. I would like, uh, whenever we land on the Pacers, which fortunately we have not yet on Saturday Slam and Jam, I, yeah. I'd like to get Caitlin Cooper on and just just ask about like what's it like being a Pacers fan because she she like goes deep into She's the really, Pacers. Really good, really good. Yeah, yeah. It's like incredibly yeah. smart, and it's all focused on this team that from the outside just seems like so bland. But there must be yeah, something the, fun there. Who's the most exciting player on the Pacers? <sighs> Who gets me excited? I mean, I guess it's yeah. Karis LeVert. but I but honestly, yeah. does he? No. Okay. I don't know. Isaiah Jackson. I could I could get excited about Isaiah Jackson. I was Jackson. gonna say Isaiah Jackson is probably the guy now that you feel excited about. Because mm-hmm. everybody else is just like they're just doing their solid. job, right? Just a bunch doing of their solid job. guys. Do your job, Indiana Pacers. Do it. Um, but maybe that'll change this year with Carlisle. Okay, moving on to a very fun one. The Chicago Bulls. Ooh. Over under of forty two and a half. Last year, 31 and 41. That's an 82 game pace of 35 wins. So if you want to bet the over, they have to win eight more games than they won last season. 21st ranked offense, 12th ranked defense last season. Obviously mm-hmm. brought in DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, Derek Jones Jr., Tony Bradley. Outgoing Daniel Tyson, Garrett Temple. Did you know? Billy Donovan's defensive ratings by year in the NBA, 11th, 10th, 9th, 4th, 7th, 12th. Last year was the worst his defense has ever been, and that was 12th. He's always had a top 12 defense in six years. Do you think that continues, Andrew, first question, this season? They're really putting it to the test, aren't they? Yeah, they are. A full season of... Vucevic, DeRozan, <laughs> Levine, and I mean, who knows? Like the Levine, Levine we yeah. saw at the Olympics was a pretty good defender. We haven't seen that Levine in the NBA yet, and maybe he's allowed to do that because DeRozan takes some of that offensive pressure off him. Because Lonzo Ball is a good defender, Alex Crusoe is a good defender, Derek mm-hmm. Jones Jr. can do some things. Tony Bradley is a good defender, so it, it's is possible. He? Is he not? What if he's Tony not? Bradley? What else is he? <laughs> there has to be Dude, some reason I, he's sticking in the he's, NBA, Andrew. He's efficient. That is true. He's he efficient. efficient. That's probably the thing, and he's a decent rebounder. Uh, Stanley Johnson. You buying the Stanley Johnson hype? No, I actually did not know that he was on this team. He's on the team. Signed wow. him, I think, yesterday or the day before. Yeah, it's. Uh, did, you, did you like him going into that draft? Stanley Johnson, yeah, um, 
you know, that was like before the time where I was, re- I mean, I was paying attention to the draft, but mm, I was really just like, like reading out. stuff. So definitely a cop out. Um, I didn't really know what to think of him at the time. It was like that here, w- it was like the, the battle between he and Justice Winslow, who's going to be better, you know, was the kind of like the thought like at the time. And it turns out the answer was no on both. Turns out everyone in that range was not good. <laughs> From Mario Hazonia at five, Willie Colley Stein, Moutier, Stanley Johnson, Frank Kaminsky, Justice Winslow, and then you get to Miles Turner. Yeah, and then Booker is like two picks later. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I'd like to believe this team is going to be good. It is just the fit of DeRozan. Like, I'd almost just rather have some kind of like three and D player. At that spot where you just basically have Levine and Vucevic, who are like the engines of your offense. You have connective tissue players and Patrick Williams, Alonzo Ball, and then that other player be that too. But the fact that like DeRozan's there, it's kind of it just kind of confuses me a little bit as to what they're going to be. And the fact that he doesn't play defense is another huge issue for the Bulls. They're just, I mean, now they've. With adding him, you put yourself in a position where you just have to outscore people. And like that's that's what you got to do. Yeah, because last year on the Spurs, I mean, he got a lot of time, and actually the last two years, he got a lot of time at power forward, which yeah. they could kind of get away with because they had defensive centers. The, a front line of DeMar DeRozan and Vooch, as cool as that might be offensively, like that sounds like a recipe for disaster defensively. Yeah, how do you yeah, what do you what do you do? I mean that's that would be the biggest challenge for, for Billy is can that front line defend? Because like even like even last season, like you had guys like Daniel Tice and Sadoransky that were gonna come in and defend, you know? And now like you're you've upgraded. I think the Lonzo Ball uh, upgrade is huge for them, but you know, Vucevic and DeRozan is is kind of scary. Like they they really are relying on Patrick Williams to take a leap. Like they need him to be a really good player already. Yeah, and in summer league, obviously there were the flashes, but the role he was playing in summer league was like nothing close to what he was going to be doing on the Bulls. I mean, they they were asking him to kind of play as an alpha offensively, right? Yeah, which he, that's not even really what they need him to do on this Bulls team. They need him to be like no. the best defender on this team. Yep. Hopefully, playing yeah. next to Vooch. Yeah. What are you feeling over under on this team? Well, I can't go over for all of them. It's impossible. You can't. I mean, you could, and but you'd just be wrong. the The reason that the Bulls under is appetizing is because they could still be an above five hundred team and you still win, because they could be forty two and forty, which would still be like a dramatic improvement, thirty five to forty two wins. The thing that scares me is that I'll be right back. I'll be right back. uh, Keep talking. Keep talking. The thing that scares me about taking the under is Billy Donovan's past success with defense. Let's just say let's just say they're like fifteenth in defense. They're like Definition of mediocrity on the defensive side. But you have to assume their offense is going to be pretty good. So last year it was 21st. What if they had like the 10th ranked offense and the 15th ranked defense? That's probably not a 42-win team. That team is probably better than 42 wins. So that scares me a little bit. 
That said, I don't really like the Bulls, so I'm going to go Bulls under. I kind of feel that way, too. I kind of feel like we're heading towards a possible Zach Levine departure from the Bulls. He signed with Clutch, right? Wasn't that that the news of the summer? I don't know. I think that's right. Oh, no. Our whole podcast is falling apart. Oh, yeah, geez. I think that's right. Yeah. LeBron um, James welcomes Zach Levine to Clutch Sports August 31st. Yes, interesting. Yeah. I mean, it would not surprise me if he were to leave Chicago. Just because, I mean, what is the, what's the path to contention for them? I mean, they're very similar to the Knicks in that sense, where yeah. for that fan base, making the playoffs and having like a decent playoff showing would be huge. That would yeah. be, be like a game changer for them because they've been watching such bad basketball for so long. Yeah. So I understand from the outside, that's how we feel. It's like, where are you really going? Do you hear my, oh my gosh, do you hear my washing machine? No. Oh, okay, good. It is so annoying. <laughs> it 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 beeps. It screams at you for ten seconds when it's done, and then thirty seconds later, it does it again. <laughs> and I was trying to talk over it, just wrestling with my dishwasher. Uh, okay, I didn't hear it. they they have they've missed the playoffs in four years, five mm-hmm. of the last six years. So like, I agree with you. I don't really feel like they're going anywhere really. Though I think you could make an argument like if you added someone to a core of Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, and Vooch, okay, maybe there's something there. Maybe that would be exciting. Yeah. But, uh, you know, how, how are you getting that guy at that point? Yeah, I just don't love the Vooch fit. I just wish they didn't do the Vooch trade. Yeah, you know, I kind of wish. A, he's, a good, he's a good player, but I just don't know. If, if Vooch is your second best player, where are you going? It's so interesting how they're they're very smart guys. Like Kevin Pelton is one who like love Nikola Vucevic and yeah. and talk about how like amazing his statistical profile is, which I'm mm-hmm. sure it is. But like, does anyone really feel like that strongly about Vooch as like a core like a like you said first or second best player on like a contending team? Does anyone really believe that? I don't know how you could. I really don't know how you could. Like, I feel like his maybe his ultimate destiny because like, he's already thirty. Yeah, you know, like his ultimate destiny could just be like ending up on a team like Brook Lopez did with the Bucks. You know, where he's like your third or fourth guy. Then it's like okay, like I could foresee a path then. But if he's one of your main guys, I'm just like I don't know. I don't know, especially at his age. I'm just, I don't, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm just not, I'm just not with it. I'm just kind not with su- it. Kind of surprising he's only made two All-Star games. Vooch. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, NBA smart guy? <laughs> uh, it's got to I mean, be Lonzo. Yeah, I was going to say Lonzo. I, I am on the Lonzo smart guy train. Yeah, yeah, Lonzo is the guy you you hear, and you said it earlier. Connective, you you said connective tissue, but the idea of these connector players, 
I feel like Lonzo yeah. is the reason that that terminology has come into the NBA discussion. Very much could be. And the Thunder are almost exclusively collecting connected players. Like Ooh. everyone's connected. Like connects. <laughs> Did you ever play with connects when you were younger? Uh, you know, I didn't when I was I didn't really when I was younger, but my kids have some connects. They got any tinker fun. toys? Um, yes, yes, we do have some tinker toys. Cool. Um, cool. not as cool, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lonzo he he is like one of the more fascinating people to talk about and just to like look back at his career because everyone got it wrong from the beginning in terms of what type of player he was even though yeah, i remember yeah, yeah. there were smart draft guys back then saying this guy is not a point guard like if you're expecting mm-hmm. him to come in and just run your team that's not really what he did at UCLA that's not what he's really going to do in the nba mm-hmm. and if people had just accepted that at the time, I don't think he would have gone second because it's like, well, how do you? How does that player, and at that time he couldn't even shoot, how does that player become a superstar if he's not yeah. your lead guard? He's turned into what I think is like a very good player, and we're still mm-hmm. trying to find like the perfect system for him. I actually think this year's Pelicans team with more shooters like Deontay Graham and Trey Murphy would have been a really good fit. But that's why it's so confusing. It's so confusing. Like, why is he already on his third team? Because no one knows what to do with him. Because what is he? That people people can't figure it out. That's why I'm. I I think he's going to help them. But it's also just a little curious to me that the Pelicans look took a look at him and said, "You know what? We'd rather not." You know, it's weird. That's that is strange to me. I'm Especially after Zion that. said that he wanted to keep Lonzo, at least right. in public, he said that. Right. It is, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. He's definitely the NBA smart guy, and everybody seems to really like him. Like, everybody seems to like him. I, I was, like, rarely, I rarely talked to anybody this summer, and I talked to lots of people from all over the country that cover the NBA about Lonzo, and they're like, why don't the Pelicans just keep him? So it's just weird to me that there was it was just like known that he wasn't going to be there. Yeah. By the way, if I it's, accidentally it's called Devontae Graham Deontay Graham, I apologize. Devontae Graham. Uh, in the comments, Andrew, mm-hmm. Hoopstock69 says, Bulls have Lonzo and Caruso. That's solid defense. Which, when you were gone, when you abandoned me, I was bringing up the point mm-hmm. that like if you believe in this Billy Donovan defense thing, which he has done mm-hmm. consistently now for six years... And let's just say they're even like at 14th or 15th. Even you, even me, who's a little low on the Bulls, do expect their offense to get better with with the pieces they brought in. Wouldn't you say? You'd it be should. shocked if they it were should. the 21st ranked defense. So, like, if they were the – let's just say what they did what the Pacers did last year, like right around middle, mm-hmm. like 14th and 14th. Actually, I was just about to say that would be a better than 42 in team, but of course the Pacers only won 34 games last year by being middle of the road. So, okay, maybe I'm more comfortable with the under now. Yeah, I feel pretty comfortable with the under with them as well. So far, no disagreements. Uh, Okay, we'll go on to our next team right after this quick break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes 
and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobeUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back after that quick break. Alex, are we talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers? We're talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavaliers. Over under 26 and a half wins. Last year they were 22 and 50. That's an 82 game pace of 25 wins. So you only wow. need them to win two more games than they won last season. Last year their offense was 28th in the league. Their defense was 25th in the league. They have brought in Ricky Rubio, Evan Mobley, Lowry Markinen, Taco Fall. They have lost Larry Nance Jr. and Tareen Prince. They are perhaps the most confusing team in the NBA for me. <laughs> I have they really no are, idea man. how this could go. My my gut feeling is to take the under, which yeah. would be bad for the Cavs. Like they be should be better be than a twenty six and a half win team. They should win twenty seven games. But I just look at their start. I mean, start with the offense. They're going to be mm-hmm. playing. You know, as much as people hated the Lowry marketing, it does clean up their offense a little bit because, you know, thinking about Evan Mobley and Jared Allen offensively with Isaac Okoro. So there's three non-shooters unless Mobley develops that shot pretty dramatically in his first season. They were already a terrible offense. They were 28th ranked offense. Only having two shooters in your starting lineup, that scared me. And then defensively, obviously you still have the concerns with Sexland like in the backcourt. They also lose one of their best defenders in Larry Nance Jr. On the other hand, mm-hmm. you you feel kind of good about Okoro, Mobley, and Jared Allen, like that same lineup. Yeah. So I don't maybe maybe I should go over because I'm not as down on the marketing thing as everyone else seems to be. The I I'm not gonna say I like it, but I the fit makes sense to me because you can play him with both Mobley or Jared Allen. You can play with both of those okay. guys as a power forward, mm-hmm. and then you can mm-hmm. play Mobley with Jared Allen, apparently, because that's what they wanted to do when they drafted him. So all those guys are interchangeable then. So you have, you know, whatever, 96 minutes at the two forward spots. If you distributed that between those three guys, I mean, who else is deserving? You're going to say Kevin Love. I'm going to say I have a feeling they're not going to play Kevin Love at all this season. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, Kevin wants all of his money. He wants to be bought out and he wants all of his money. You know, that's... That's where he's at. And so, will he get it? I don't know. Is he going to play for this team? I don't know. I If you're a Cavs fan, you kind of just hope he doesn't, right? And that you can just play those three, like you said. And, you know, Chetty Osman will take some minutes at the 3-4 as well for them. Who, who was terrible last year? Terrible. Like, truly awful. struggled. Yeah. I mean... I, he, was my, he was on my fantasy team. That's why I'm getting so worked up about him. He shot. <laughs> he, 
He shot 37.4% from the field. Shot just above 30% on three-pointers, taking five and a half per game. It it was not a good season for Chetty. Yeah, that's not great. Uh, I am a believer in Darius Garland. So, I feel decently comfortable with the over just because I believe in his development. Mm -hmm. And having Jared Allen for the whole season... At center will help them. I think Okoro. I think Okoro is going to be good. Like I'm an Isaac Okoro believer, and offensively he's got a ways to go. He's good in transition, but in the half court, what do you do with him? He has to just shoot the ball quicker. Like once he gets the ball, he just has to shoot it and not hesitate. And that's that's the biggest thing for him. Uh, at summer league, his shot was still just incredibly flat. It didn't look very good, um, so I'm not counting on much shooting from him. But defensively, uh, he's good. And Ricky Rubio is a positive player. Markinen, I'm just not a big believer in him. I just don't know the. I just don't think he helps you win basketball games. Um, and then Evan Mobley, who's a rookie, who has a ways to go, you know. But really, it's all it's all about Darius Garland and Jared Allen and. Colin Sexton like can those guys be good and I think that those guys can be so we're not asking them to be a good team you're just asking them to not be a bottom of the barrel team right yeah I I think I think that's possible with them I would not lock it in (laughs) at all (laughs) wouldn't even approach locking it in but I I think that I would take the over all right you're taking the over this is going to be our first disagreement I'm going to stick to the under and I'm going yep. to predict J.B. Bickerstaff, first coach fired. Ooh, okay. All right. In fact, let's see. Are there odds on that? Uh, NBA odds. I'll see I'll see who uh, who is there. Well, can't find it. Never mind. Um yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by the Cavaliers. I think I think they are one of the more interesting teams going into the season for everything that we've talked about going back months now. The fact that yep. you know Kobe Altman, this is his fifth year on the job. They have not, they have done worse this time after LeBron leaving than they did the first time. Arguably, with a lot mm-hmm. better young talent. I mean, back then they had yep. Kyrie, but like who else? You know, they drafted Dion Waiters, they drafted Tristan Thompson, like fine players at the time. But mm-hmm. I would say this young core is better than. Well, is it better than that young core? It depends what you believe in Darius Garland. But I really like the idea of Sexton, Garland, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. Like that's a pretty good young core that should be better than this. Yeah. So if they don't get out to a decent start, if they're hovering down, like you know, they're ten and ten and fifteen, ten and eighteen, or something like that, I could see Bickerstaff getting fired. They wasted so much time. Or Kobe Altman. Or Kobe Altman. They wasted so much time in this rebuild with like the John Beeline thing. Like what a waste Bro. of time. Bro. It's that wasn't bad. gonna work. Yeah, you don't you can't make mistakes like that. Like that sets you back. Like making big organizational mistakes like that is like why you're stuck in the mud. <laughs> like that's why you are where you are. He didn't even last the whole year. Kobe Altman was the same guy who fired Teron Lou. Yeah. He needs Come to on, go. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Uh, final one. And this is going to be my lock, Andrew. Preview. Ooh. Detroit Pistons. Over, yeah. under, 24 and a half wins. Last year, they went 20 and 52, 82-game pace. That's 23 wins, which means if you mm-hmm. want to take the over, they have to win two more games. Mm-hmm. Offense was 26th last year. Defense was 19th. They are bringing in Cade Cunningham. Luca Garza, Kelly Olenek, Trey Lyles, Isaiah Livers. They've lost Wayne Ellington, Dennis Smith Jr., Mason Plumley, and Jaleel Okafor. I am going over, and I'm Ooh. locking it in, Andrew. Wow. All wow. they have to do is win wow. 25 games, and you win. Yeah. Like, you, you watch the way this team played last year. This was not an mm-hmm. Oklahoma City Thunder season where they had, yeah. were like legitimately good for a little while and then awful. They were just consistently competitive but losing that entire time. Mm-hmm. So you bring someone like Kate Cunningham, who we watched what mm-hmm. he did with that Oklahoma State Cowboys team last year that wasn't yeah. that good, honestly. He turned that team around. Straight bad. Straight bad. Yeah. You bring him onto this team, he's going to get the playing time. Honestly, the only thing that worries me is Killian Hayes. Because I think Killian Hayes is still the type of player who's going to bring you down. Not his fault. He's still very young. But like I look at some I look at the I look at the other player young guys on this team, like Sadiq Bey, he's gonna he could help you win. Kate Cunningham could help you win. They have they still have Jeremy Grant, obviously. They're bringing Kelly Olnick, Mm -hmm. whatever. Like there there can be a functional team here. Helpful player. Yeah, he's helpful. Yeah. Like yeah, literally you can look the at the only person and, and I'm worried about. It. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. I get that. And they have they they shipped out Sekou Nimboya. They said get out of here. They did. And uh somebody oh it was uh, Jake Fisher was saying that uh-huh. if he gets bought out is he with the Nets right now? Is that mm-hmm. correct? If he gets mm-hmm. bought out that there will be several tanking teams that would that would be interested. Oh, interesting. Thunder, Thunder, uh-huh. bringing bringing in Deboya. Oh, He's, Isaiah Stewart, Deboya, no, not a Thunder guy. Deboya, not a Thunder guy. Not way. a Thunder guy. Why would you say that? He's long. He's big. He's old age Thunder. He's probably not skilled, he, is he? He's also old NBA Thunder. You know, sometimes I I call it like old age new age Thunder. It's really like old age NBA versus new age NBA to a degree, yeah. right? Because like now, like it's such a skill-based game 
but back when the Thunder were competing for titles, it was like athleticism was like such a huge thing. And obviously that's still a thing. But now it's like, can a majority of your players shoot pass and dribble? Like that's that's what you need. And that's what teams are wanting moving forward. And Sega Naboya doesn't do any of those things. Um, so so we, should, we should not be excited for that one. We should not hype ourselves up the way we did with ever, literally every other young player that became available this past <laughs> summer. <laughs> oh, what if we traded for Colin Probably Sexton? Not. Oh, what if we got Larry Markin? You don't think Seku's yeah. the next one on that train? I mean, maybe they bring him in and put him in the G League and see what he can do. You know, I, I mean, I would not be mad if they, like, renounced Josh Hall and signed Deboya as a two-way player, you know? Yeah. Like, something like that would make sense to me. And then you see what you can you can do. And if he's just a two-way player, you can just cut him loose. You know, uh, in in the chat, really good. someone met uh, Fitness 2018. People talk about OKC tanking last year, but the Pistons 100% tanked the last 15 games last year, which is true. They, I think they were, I'm looking at their schedule, they're about 2-13. and 13. And honestly, it's because they finally started playing the way we thought they were going to play, by just playing all their young guys. Yeah. Like they stopped yeah, playing yeah. Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley like 35 minutes each mm-hmm. a night. Ooh, who stock 69? Wasn't Andrew a Seku guy during the draft? Andrew getting called out. Were you a Seku guy? Yeah, I, I liked him because he was young and had was kind of toolsy at the time, but like he's toolsy. been straight terrible straight terrible for Detroit. Um, I mean he hasn't really shown much at all. So So if you yeah, look at I would have I would have taken a swing at him in the draft, yeah. If you look at Detroit's top eight, let's say. Mm-hmm. You got Cade, Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, Hamadou Diallo, remember? Yeah. Corey Joseph, Jeremy Grant, Kelly Olenek. I guess they kind of need a center. Who? Oh, I guess Isaiah Stewart can play some center. Yeah, Stewart and Olenek, and Jeremy Grant for that matter. Yeah. I don't know. I just I, I look at that lineup, and I feel like there's a decent mix of veterans and young guys that you feel are more trustable in terms of winning. Yeah. That yeah. Their, this team, their path to being their path to being worse though, Al, is playing Killian Hayes 35 minutes a game. Yeah. And that's why I said that's my biggest worry. Cause mm-hmm. man, I did not like the way he looked in Summer League. No. He he always no, has flashes. If Summer League is any indication. He shows he has flashes, but if it is if Summer League is any indication, Cade Cunningham's gonna let Killian Hayes have the ball. Dude, if Summer League is any indication, Cade Cunningham is going to average like 10 points a game because he won't demand the ball from <laughs> Killian, who just dribbles. What does Killian do? He just dribbles so much. He's a dribbler. He's a dribbler. He's not even... I mean, yeah, like, he has some very impressive passing, and he had yeah. some very impressive defensive moments, both last season and he in did. Summer League. I mean, who who was it on the? Th- I feel like he shut down like Trey Mann or something. He made life very hard for whoever yes. he yes. matched up with in that yeah. first game. Mm-hmm. That said, I do not believe in him. Yeah, I'm not much of a believer either. But yeah, they've got some guys. So who's uh, NBA smart guy? NBA smart guy. <sighs> I don't think it's Diallo. I don't think it's Diallo. 
I don't think it's Isaiah Stewart. I feel like NBA smart guys reluctantly became fans of Isaiah Stewart. Hmm. Mm, I don't think it's I don't think it's Frank Jackson. I don't think it's Josh Jackson. <laughs> no. Do they have Josh Jackson will probably play a lot for them. I mean, in the past you could say Killian Hayes, but uh, you know, KOC, he's had some tweets saying he's out. He's out and about. I know. So yeah. that really leaves I guess it's Luca Garza. <laughs> no, I think it's Sadiq. I think it's probably Sadiq Bet. What about what about deep cut Saban Lee? Yeah, I mean Maybe you, maybe the smart thing would be like, you know what, Saban Lee has done enough to get minutes over Killian Hayes. Like wow. you have to be so smart to be able to say that. Wow. Wow. All I know about Saban Lee is that, you know, when I watch people open uh, basketball card packs, you know, packs. Yeah. Every yeah. time they get Saban Lee, they're just disappointed. Because it's like <laughs> You see the Pistons logo, and you're like, okay, like maybe I'll get Sadiq, maybe I'll get Killian Hayes. Like that's not the worst thing in the world. And then you get Saban Lee, and you're like, all right, well, that's not yeah. fun. There's a there's a few guys like that around the league that I only know from YouTubers being disappointed when they see them. Mm-hmm. That's really funny. Uh, okay, so so uh, I'm going over on the lock. What are you doing with the Pistons? I'm gonna go under. On the Pistons, I think they are going to get another high draft pick and add to this core, and they're going to play their young guys a lot. And I think Killian Hayes is going to drive them to the second pick in the draft. Oh, my, why are you being so negative so this morning? Am I being negative? Yeah, you sound like you're like you're doing a jealousy thing, or you're. Or you're making up this great scenario for the Pistons where they get to add another great talent to the young core. They mm-hmm. do all the right things, get to the second pick. Mm-hmm. What is that? And what are you doing right now? Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Troy Weaver is, is going to put together a really good team. That's oh my think. gosh. You're anti-Presti now. This Aren't is, you? You wish they is. had kept this Troy... <laughs> And sent Sam to Detroit. <laughs> sent him packing. Go, go to Detroit. Wow. Sam. No, I I, I think Troy's done a really good job. I think well, he's absolutely done a, a great job with this team so far. He has. However, one of the more interesting things, I was reading a blog post on DetroitBadBoys.com, and they yeah. were talking about how generally people like what he's done and yet, at the same mm-hmm. time, you can't say that he's won every trade. That has not been his M.O. He like yeah. has made multiple trades that were bad for the Pistons, whether it's like waving and stretching a guy or like mm-hmm. the deal they just did for DeAndre Jordan, which was weird. Yeah, he's, that was a weird one. He's done a bunch of weird trades that don't really seem like they're good for the Pistons. But I think what we're learning is that Maybe all of these small deals, winning all every single one of these small deals doesn't really matter. It's as long as yeah. you've got your guys, as long as you have your vision going forward. Of course, we're talking about a team that won 20 games last year, so they have, they have to do it at some point. But mm-hmm. it, it is interesting because usually when we talk about GMs we really like, it's, it's talking about guys like Presti or like Danny Ainge, who it feels like they're always mm-hmm. winning every single trade, no matter how small. They're always extracting the last drops of value that they possibly can out of every single mm-hmm. asset. And that has not really been what Troy Weaver has done in his time in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. I just also feel like if Detroit wants to 
ultimately compete for NBA titles, they're going to need a, a running mate with Cade Cunningham. Like, I think Sadiq Bey is good. I think that Jeremy Grant is good. I think Isaiah Stewart is good. I like Hami. I think Hami's an NBA rotation player. But, like, who else is doing it for you? You know what I mean? Davidas, Servitas. <laughs> right. I just don't think you can look at this roster and be like, okay, they're ready to go now. You know? Like oh, ready to for be sure. No, yeah. Now. So that's why, I mean, that's that's kind of where I am. And, you know, I don't, I mean, is Cade going to come in and impact winning initially? Like, I think it's possible, but there's just so few rookies that actually do that, you know? It's true, but if you're thinking about even like the last five years, wouldn't you have him probably in the top five of guys who have the potential to do that? You think about the top picks from the last couple of years, like who are you really like strongly believing in? Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see. I don't know. I think that there's still a lot of development to be done with Cade. Um, especially with the finishing around the rim stuff. Probably Luca. Luca was was the last one where we felt like, oh, he's going to come in and immediately make this team like functional. Yeah, he did. And perhaps Cade can do that too. We'll see. We'll see. All right. That's all we have for today. Thanks so much for joining our pod. If you're listening live, thanks for being here. Uh, be sure to listen to us live on YouTube. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. Just search down to dunk, hit subscribe. You can even hit the little bell to get a notification when we go live. That way you can join us. Uh, all the people that are here in the chat, Alex Bullerjack, Miguel Devella, Tyler Gibbs, Chad Scott, Nathan Creamer, Hoopstock69, Cody McChicken from an Amazon van somewhere in OKC. Jess African Kiwi is here. Thanks so much for joining. W Rose 27 is here. Poppin is here. Uh, Daniel Tomasi says, Wasan Boys. Tyler Carroll is here. Wes Gragg is here. Dylan Walker, the Fluky in Germany, is here. Jack Cole. Uh, Seon Coast is here. Uh, living in Perth, Australia. Very cool. Uh, Fitness 2018 is here. Michael McAfee says it's a great day to be alive. Uh, Travis Vogel is here. Frank Thurman, Jesse Smith, what's up, dude? Hoopsock69 wants <laughs> to know is Andrew okay? Yeah, I'm okay. All right, you guys have a great day. We will talk to you guys again on Friday.